0: How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? And boom goes the dynamite. I don't know what we're yelling about! I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. For the majority of the state of Idaho, this is the final week of the high school football season. Week 9 is here. Episode 8 is here as well. The Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. My name's Finn Elskog. Joined this week by Lucas Gelbart. And, Lucas, this is the fun part of the year. we get to talk all the scenarios heading into the final week of the season for what the playoffs are going to shape out and look like.
1: Yeah, we do. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of scenarios. A lot of teams have clinched uh, a lot of games with meaning. Still left-headed into the last week of the season.
0: And it's going to be a fun week nine slate of games here. And we're fortunate enough, Lucas, where Matt Harris, our sport information director here at IdahoSports.com, He did the bulk of the heavy lifting for us. All the hard work is almost done as the scenarios and tiebreakers, they are all posted on the IdahoSports.com homepage, so you can go through those and see them all for yourself. But in case you're confused and don't understand it entirely, or you just simply don't want to read, we're going to explain them in a little bit more detail here uh, as far as verbalizing them on the Idaho Sports PrepCast this week. And uh, Lucas, what better way to start than uh, right up there at the 5A classification, as uh, we will start And tell you the teams that have clinched out of the 5A. Coeur d'Alene and Post Falls are in up north. They play each other this Friday night to decide seeding. The team that wins that football game gets a bye past the first round right into the quarterfinals. The team that loses gets to host a playoff game in week one. That game takes place at Post Falls, 7 o'clock Pacific time on Friday. Out of the SIC, these are teams that have clinched. Rocky Mountain, Mountain View, Bora, and Capital, Madison, has clinched out of District 5-6. So those are the teams that have clinched, but if you look at the bubble, so to speak, teams that are kind of on the fringe right now, a couple of them are a lot less fringe than others. In fact, I would almost pencil these teams in uh, if you're bracketing at home. Highland, Lewiston, and Eagle, uh, with wins this week, would do themselves a whole lot of good and basically be right in the playoffs. Uh, You go beyond that, Skyview, Meridian, Centennial, and Rigby are the other teams that are still alive entering this final week. So there's a lot to still be decided. And I think the exciting part here, Skyview and Meridian play each other coming up on Friday night, and that game has massive implications as far as potentially an at-large spot. And for Skyview's case, they may have a little bit more aspirations for a actual seed as an automatic berth coming out of the 5A
1: Right. I mean, if you look at the 5A bracket, there's much more playoff implications, even for teams that have clinched. I mean, you mentioned both Post Falls and Coeur d'Alene. Well, both those teams have clinched, but we we don't know what the seeding is yet. So whoever wins that game doesn't have to play next week. And so that's what they're playing for there. And even if you come down to the SIC. I mean, teams like Highland. Highland hasn't clinched. They beat Madison last week. Highland's probably one of the better teams in the state. So, I mean, a lot could happen in this last week, and a lot of seeding will be at stake. I mean, really, looking at the bracket right now, the only team in 5A that knows what seed they're going to be is Rocky Mountain. And, I mean, they're 8-0 kind of went through the SIC. They're going to be impressive. They're probably the team to beat the 5A classification right now.
0: And for people that look at that 5A bracket, which is live on the IdahoSports.com site, you can see multiple at-large bursts. There is an at-large Available for multiple teams as we get here late into it. And well, there's a criteria, and it goes against big school opponents. Big school opponents, your record against them, and uh, that can be Idaho 5A schools, it could be non Idaho schools with grades 9 through 12 enrollment, uh, 1,280 students or larger, or non Idaho schools with a grade. Some schools, they they do it a little different, Lucas, where they've either got freshman through senior or they have sophomore through seniors. For the schools that have sophomores through seniors, uh, that number is 960 students or larger. So basically, if you look at that, uh, that's why I say Highland, Eagle, and Lewiston uh, have pretty good odds because Highland's record, even with the loss, uh, would give them a winning percentage of 667 which is going to be higher than everybody, Uh, maybe a tie with Eagle, Uh, everybody else that would be in the mix for the at-large. So, again, Highland, basically a complete lock for the playoffs, but they would really like to get that bye with a win this week against Rigby.
1: Well, yeah, and Highland will clinch another high country conference title with a win against Rigby this week as well. And there's just so many different scenarios that you look at, particularly over in the SIC uh, 32 different possible scenarios over in the SIC this week I mean that's just ridiculous and the only team like we said that even knows what seed they're going to be is Rocky Mountain and they're coming out of the SIC. SIC's just been kind of beating up on each other all year I mean Rocky uh, won 42-23 over Skyview last week to win the SIC title I mean you have Eagle capital that game last week and look at that one as well it's just you never really know what's going to happen over in the SSC and you know it's going to be exciting to see how all these scenarios play out.
0: Well for some people that have been on the website this week they've done more reading in the last couple of days than they've done since what middle school by word some of those are the longest tiebreaker scenarios you've ever seen in your life and I'm, I'm with you 32 different tiebreakers I guess that's what happens when you have a 10-team conference but they are staying busy over there in the 5A SIC, where Bora, Capital, and Eagle are all tied for third right now with a 5-3 conference mark. Skyview is behind them at 4-4. Four and, four. and then right ahead of everybody is Mountain View, 6-2. They take on Windless Timberline this week. So you'd have to think that Mountain View is pretty much in the driver's seat there for the two-seed. Rocky Mountain has locked up the one seat. So that's a look at the 5A. Uh, the 4A has as much intrigue as any and to me this year this is the most competitive classification from top to bottom as far as how many teams can really say hey we've got a shot here at winning a state title this year
1: yeah four A is wide open i mean there's not really a team that's really solidified itself as that clear-cut number one team like we've seen up in 5a with rocky mountain or you've seen down in 2a with deck Low, there's just that team just doesn't exist in the 4A classification. let's say then, there's teams like Hillcrest, Century, Skyline's not out of it. Minico just had their first loss last week to Century. You look at a team like Twin Falls, who's good at running the football, a good recipe for winning playoff games. You look at a team like Hillcrest, who can run the football better than pretty much anyone. You look up and down this 4A bracket, that's the bracket that I think, looking forward to the playoffs, I'm the most excited for just because going all the way back to the first round anything can happen anyone can win and you just never know what's going to happen you don't know what team is going to win and you don't know who's going to play in that state title game that should be a fun bracket
0: and it's an absolutely massive bracket as well a ton of teams make this field and the teams that have locked up spots so far out of district three Middleton Bishop Kelly and Nampa Out of the District 4 and 5 Conference, Century, Twin Falls, Minico, Mountain Home, and Preston. And then out of District 6, Hillcrest is seed 6A and Skyline is seed 6B. Interesting matchup in the first round, Lucas, as Skyline and Minico, a rematch of last year's 4A state championship game. Take a look at the bubble as well. Teams that are not in yet but have an opportunity to get in. Uh, This week, Moscow, Lakeland, Sandpoint, Valley View, Columbia, CUNA, Jerome, Burley, Pocatello, Idaho Falls, Bonneville, Shelley, and Blackfoot. Every single one of those teams still has an opportunity at a playoff spot if things roll their way here this week. Just a massive amount of teams as you take a look at that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's 16 spots up for grabs in 4A, and there's a ton of them still available, and there's a lot of big football games that are going to get played this weekend. Uh, seating wise it's it's a lot more set in stone than we look up at the 5A, but you know, like you said, there's still a ton of teams that need to win this week and some other teams that need to win and need some help to get in. Uh, we saw last year some crazy tiebreaker scenarios over here on the eastern side of the state in 4A. Uh, Century needed to win. They needed like a Pocatello loss by 12 or more or something to Blackfoot and it ended up happening, and then they ended up, making a bit of a run in that state tournament so yeah the last week of the season a lot of crazy stuff can happen
0: well in the great basin conference they made it extremely easy for us all of those seeds are already set 4-5-a is century 4-5-b twin falls 4-5-c minico 4-5-d mountain home and 4-5-e is preston we already mentioned hillcrest and skyline seeds middleton bishop kelly and nampa all play this week with opportunities to adjust their seating it could be anywhere from 6a to 6c for any of those particular teams as they all sit tied right now in the conference standings the most interesting league heading into the final week is the inland empire league moscow sandpoint and lakeland all have an opportunity to win the league right now or miss the playoffs outright moscow plays lakeland Coming up on Friday, that game taking place at Moscow High School, it's pretty simple for Moscow. They win the football game, and they are district champions, and Sandpoint would take 1-2-B to state. So that's the simple solution. Or if Lakeland goes in there to Moscow and knocks off the Bears, there's suddenly a three-way tie for first place, broken using a Kansas City playoff either on Saturday or Monday, that take place at a neutral location. And uh, if that happens, you're having sheer chaos for the 4A classification. I've seen that over the years for 1A, D2, and 2A. Uh, I've never seen it for 4A before.
1: Yeah, I mean, if that ends up happening, that should be pretty exciting. I mean, you, you look at that that conference up north, it's three teams for two spots, basically. And, you know, that's a game, Lakeland and Moscow, that I'm going to keep my eye on this weekend just purely because of that. And like you said, Lakeland wins. They cause all kinds of chaos. You know, we're playing a Kansas City tiebreaker standpoint, obviously with three teams in the conference. Doesn't have a conference game this week. Um, But yeah, I mean, you look at that conference and three teams for two spots and headed into the last week of the season doesn't get much better than that.
0: There is a lot of mystery over what is going to happen up there as I think they are all going to beat up on each other. And uh, I would not be surprised to see that three-way tie resulting in the tiebreaker coming up this weekend and uh, we'll keep you posted on if that ends up happening but uh, that should be something fun to follow right oh
1: yeah i mean like you said it's and it, it this all depends on if lakeland could beat moscow too i mean it's pretty like you said it's pretty simple for moscow they win they're 2-0 in the in the iel and they win the conference and they're looking good headed into the state playoffs with that top seed out of the north but lakeland can cause all kinds of havoc and uh pretty make for a pretty fun beginning of the week for us next week if they win
0: us fans of simplicity are huge moscow bear fans this weekend as uh, they make the job easier for everybody that's involved with bracketing if they pull off that victory as we head down to the 3a classification these are teams that have clinched berths into the state playoffs Timberlake out of District 1, Holmdale, Fruitland, and Weezer out of District 3, Gooding and Kimberly who play each other, the conference title game coming up on Friday here on IdahoSports.com. That game should be a good one, they've clinched playoff spots, Marsh Valley and American Falls, the District 5 Southeast Idaho Conference Championship game, both those teams have clinched, and Sugar Salem out of District 6. The teams that are on the bubble right now, Priest River and Kellogg, they play each other. The winner of that gets an automatic berth. Uh, Parma uh, has an opportunity. uh, It's it's a very small opportunity, and a lot would have to go their way. Filer, Buell, Snake River, Teton, and South Fremont. And just for uh, simple explanation purposes, basically the South Fremont-Teton game on Thursday is for Seed 6B. But the loser of that game in my opinion, after looking at it, Lucas has a really good shot at being the at-large, which goes off of the Idaho RPI. And uh, that RPI is going to be looking pretty well upon Teton and South Fremont, especially if Teton were to lose that game coming up on Thursday. They're going against the number six team in the 3A RPI. That's only going to help them one way or another.
1: Right. And, you know, especially with this RPI thing, it's, it's all about, and this goes for all teams, it's all about just getting in the tournament. With all these seeds and the way it's laid out, you can kind of predict who's going to play who and in the first maybe couple weeks of the playoffs if you can kind of project things through to the quarterfinals. But it's all about just getting in the tournament. And that's what Teton can do this week, courtesy of this RPI, which the first year they're using the RPI. So it should be interesting to see, especially down at two-way, to see how these things are going to play out, who's going to be playing who. Uh, so, yeah, it should be interesting.
0: Well, and we talked about a couple of different tiebreakers so far that they use, you know, whether it be a Kansas City tiebreaker or a coin flip. But in the 3A Snake River Valley Conference, they do it a little differently. If they have a three-way tie for first place between Holmdale, Fruitland, and Weezer, which would happen if uh, Holmdale loses to Weezer this week, they go off a of point differential. And the point differential, as you take a look at it, could become really interesting as Weezer basically needs to beat Holmdale by nine or more points if it's less than that um, Holmdale is going to take seed 3A Uh, but if they beat him by more than nine Weezer's got an opportunity to jump all the way up there And win the district here on Friday night so Homedale has got to be ready number one ranked and undefeated team remember Weezer a couple of weeks ago gave a real good run at back-to-back 3A state champion Fruitland so this game's no walk in the park
1: no it's not and Weezer's five and two overall in the season two and one in conference Homedale doesn't have that conference locked up by any means Weezer is a very good football team Uh, Homedale on the other hand their, their offense has been pretty effective. They're battle-tested with, uh, you know, Fruitland being in the conference as well. But to go off of that, is also battle-tested. Uh, and Fruitland, Fruitland's sitting in tied for second in the conference right now with Weezer. But, you know, like you said, Weezer wins by, by nine. They, they end up winning the conference. So not only going into this last week of the season, you have to look at who's playing who and, you know, other districts and things like that. But in some of them, you have to pay attention to the score, too. <laughs> and in particular, that's the case over here in the Snake River Valley Conference.
0: So they are scoreboard watching there. It's kind of a requirement when you really have to worry about the, the score of other games when that is the tiebreaker consideration. I think that Weezer, the way that they play running the football so often and behind a 10-time state champion coach in Tom Harrison, they'll be ready for that football game. It might be a good one over in the SRV. As we move down to the 2A classification, here's teams that have locked up seats. Grangeville, New Plymouth, McCall, Donnelly, Westside, North Fremont, West Jefferson, and Firth. And yeah, you did hear that right. All of the 2A nuclear conference teams have sealed up their berth. A little bit different of a look than it was last year when it was pure chaos.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2A is another classification that I think is going to be interesting just because of how loaded the eastern side of the state is going to be. And they're... They're using the RPI system probably a little more heavily than 3A is with their seeding, but you, you look in North Fremont, they're unbeaten. DECLO, I mean, they're over in District 4, but, you know, they're DECLO. Then you have Westside, West Jefferson, and Firth, and don't sleep on Aberdeen. Aberdeen just thumped Soda Springs this last weekend. They're getting healthy at the right time. Uh, they're starting to get some of that momentum back they had coming into the early part of the season. Uh, McCabe Shears, quarterback over at Declo has been playing with a broken hand the the last couple weeks. It it doesn't really seem to affect him. He still threw for 300 yards, uh, 352 yards last week with that broken hand. But 2A is another very, very deep classification, especially over in District 5 and 6.
0: Well, and here's the way that they're going to do it this year in the 2A classification. They are using the ratings percentage index, which is also – more favorably known as the RPI because we as Americans really like to abbreviate things. The first round is known as the regional round and is seated by a 2A football committee which will try to match up schools according to their geography to help limit the amount of travel. And then following that regional round, the remaining eight teams which advance to the state quarterfinals will then be seated onto the bracket according to their regular season RPI. There will be no reseeding. Following the quarterfinal round so basically as you see in the ncaa tournament you'll see a, a one verse 16 matchup the equivalent here will be a one verse eight matchup you get a two verse seven a three verse six and a four verse five in the quarterfinal round but as we mentioned in the first round the way it's going to go is they're going to try and pair these teams against each other a little bit more regionally than what we may or may not have seen in the past and and as you look at that um, what that could look like, um, you could see District 1 versus 2 teams play, District 3 teams. District 4 can go against either Eastern Idaho or uh, Treasure Valley teams. And then the Eastern Idaho teams, there's so many of them over there that you'll probably see a lot of matchups between District 5 and District 6 teams. Uh, I hear that they are not planning to have teams from the same conference play against each other. So what that would mean is if you have, you know, for example, a North Fremont, which could very well be the highest RPI team out of Eastern Idaho when all things are said and done, uh, they would probably be going against one of the lower ones, um, which in this particular instance um, could be a whole bunch of teams. You could look at Soda Springs, if Malad somehow finds a way to get in as an at-large, um, you know, teams of that nature. So that, that's kind of how the 2A classification is going to work this year. But uh, I, I tell you what, there's going to be a lot of antsy people ready to hear what happens on Friday, Saturday, whenever they release this information, because it, it's not as stone-cold cut and dry uh, as in the past where you have a specific seed.
1: Right, and, and it's going to be kind of an interesting first first round of the playoffs, because what we're basically, what we might end up seeing is a nuclear conference versus Southeast Idaho conference. Kind of, you know how college basketball does this ACC Big Ten Challenge thing, that might be kind of what we see in this first round. Because, like you said, they're trying, they're going to try not to match up teams within the conference. So you could have a North Fremont from the lag gets in. You might have a Soda Springs, West Jefferson matchup. Uh, Aberdeen first, they could possibly play West Jefferson as well. Basically, the only two teams that have been eliminated from the eastern side of the state of the playoffs is just Salmon and Bear Lake. Everyone else, if the things bounce their way, Could still get into the playoffs. And remember, two A, as small as that classification is, sixteen teams make it in the two A classification. There's a lot of teams that make the playoffs in two A, and it's just going to be a kind of a bloodbath over here on the eastern side of the state that first weekend. Uh, As an Eastern Idaho broadcaster, I'm looking forward to it. We should get some pretty good games.
0: Well, you mentioned the the size of the two A classification. Sixteen of the 21 schools that play football in the 2A classification, get berths into the playoffs. So uh, there's a pretty high percentage there, and you'll see a lot of them. Uh, Teams that are going for auto berths that are playing each other this week, St. Mary's plays Orofino. Whoever wins that game is uh, going to get the automatic bid, the B seed out of District 1 and District 2. Um, You look at the Western Idaho Conference, you have Multiple teams still battling for an auto berth, including Melba, Coal Valley, and Nampa Christian. That will be fun to follow. There are a ton of scenarios there for the 2AWIC. I will not bore you with the details. You can check out um, Matt's article that he posted for all of that information. The Canyon Conference in District 4, that simple, Declo and Wendell play each other. Uh, the winner takes the automatic berth there. Um, the Southeast Idaho Conference, that's kind of an interesting one as well, but if, if things go according to schedule, West Side beats Soda Springs and Aberdeen beats Malad, then Aberdeen and Soda Springs get automatic bids, and Malad at that point is eligible for an at-large berth. Nuclear Conference, as we already alluded to, all those teams, North Fremont, West Jefferson, and Firth, have locked up berths in the state playoffs. Ryrie still has a shot there as far as the RPI goes for an at-large, and I'd say they have a really good shot. They're uh, probably going to get the highest at-large seed that you can possibly get. Salmon uh, a little bit too far back in the RPI uh, to make much of an impact as far as that goes. So that's the 2A classification. There is a ton to talk about with that. Uh, Just so much going on. The 1A D1 classification, we'll skip over that as we really don't know anything yet because they don't start their playoffs until the first week of November 1A D2 however we know a couple of seeds Kendrick will be seed 1-2-A out of the Sawtooth Conference Carey is 4-A Lighthouse Christian 4-B and Camas County 4-E Murta and Dietrich they're just battling to decide who gets 4-C and 4-D coming up this week out of the Rocky Mountain Conference in Eastern Idaho North Gem has won the conference they are seed 5-6-A to the playoffs Mackey is the runner up 5-6-B and then Rockland And Clark Water Springs, they play each other coming up this week to decide who gets the last berth and will travel to play Lighthouse Christian in the first round of the playoffs. Well, we we somehow got all of it included that I think we wanted to include here, Lucas. Top to bottom, 5A down to 1A D2 as far as the tiebreakers and the scenarios. We're going to come back and do the fun part of the show as we tell you who we think's going to win our Pick 6 segment at an upset. Coming up next on the Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. My name is Jerry, and I smoked for 30-plus years. I was elk hunting. My left arm and my left leg started tingling on me. I nearly died, and it was enough to wake me up. You know, being on the top side of the grass is a good alternative to smoking. I still hunt, and now it's getting time where the grandkids are going to start going, and I want to be there for that. Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit projectfilter.org. Cable One brings high-speed
1: internet to the greatest town on Earth, yours. Now you can get up to 100 megs for just $45 a month for six months. No deposit, no contract. Enjoy faster downloads, better streaming. Up to 100 megs, $45 a month for six months. Connecting is easy. Call 877 687 1427 or visit cable1.net today. Restrictions apply. Call Cable One for details. Sometimes it's muddy, sometimes it's rocky, and
0: this time of year it could become ice and snow. Around here, good traction needs to be standard equipment. So if you've been spinning your wheels, maybe it's time to pick up a new Toyota during our four-wheel drive and all-wheel drive event, where nearly every new Toyota four- or all-wheel drive is being offered with special savings. For details, visit buyatoyota.com, or come drive one today at your local Toyota dealer. Toyota, let's go places. All financing and approved credit through Toyota Financial Services. For more details, call 1-888-21-TOYOTA. Offers end October 31st, 2018.
1: Don't worry, honey. You know how the media sensationalizes everything. Okay, that does it. Here you go, I'm going home. You play to win the game. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news?
0: Final week of the high school football regular season is here, and it's pick six time on our Idaho Sports PrepCast, presented by Project Filter, Sven Elskog, and Lucas Gebhardt of IdahoSports.com. Prognosticators here as we pick six games from throughout the state. The results that we think, are going to occur, and I have a feeling they're going to be a little bit different here this week. Kimberly is at Gooding. Identical records of 7-1 overall, 2-0 in conference play. This is the conference championship. Lucas, who do you see coming home with the hardware?
1: I like Gooding main, mainly because they're at home, and you know both these teams' identical records. One loss on the season. Gooding lost to Fruitland. Kimberly lost to Declo. Both those teams won state titles in their respective classifications last season, but mainly gooding because they're at home because their offense has just been rolling the last four games they've scored 60 or more points in three of their last four games i mean just go look at the offensive numbers that gooding has been putting up i think they're playing their best football of the year coming into this last week of the season they're at home they play well at home i like i like the uh gooding here
0: yeah and that's such a high powered offense and you look at gooding they've averaged 48 points per game this year kimberly has averaged 49 points a game, and I really like the way that Kimberly does it. They run the football, they control the ball, control the clock, and uh, if they can win the time of possession battle here this week and not turn the football over, I think they've got a pretty good shot on the road. Their running back, McCade Huff, is very difficult to bring down. I think he has a big night, and I see Kimberly coming away with a victory in this Sawtooth Central Idaho Conference Championship affair between Kimberly and Gooding. Next game on our pick six, Lapway is at Kamei. Again, identical records overall and in conference of 5-2 and 4-1 and and in the White Pine League. This has big playoff implications as each team still battling for a spot. And really, they're battling for that second seed. Clearwater Valley also still alive for that. But this game will really give whoever wins a real inside track to that
1: yeah again and both both identical records as well two losses for each of these teams and both teams their two losses have come to pretty good teams as well Lapway's losses came to Oakley and Prairie Camyai to Grayson and Oakley and or Grayson Prairie rather and so you you look at these common opponents well both these teams have played Prairie Camyai played Prairie last week they lost 62 to nothing Lapway on the other side played uh Prairie earlier in the year and they lost 68 to 12 so that's just going to go to show you how close this game is going to be i think it's a one score game but i have lapway coming out on the road i like lapway
0: and the interesting thing about this game both these teams have had fantastic seasons prairie just really got their number you mentioned camei last week 62 to nothing prairie held the cubs to just seven yards of offense i think lapway is able to slow down camei's offense again this week lapway too explosive and they will win this game on the road and put themselves right on the inside track for the two-seed out of the conference. As we look at Coeur and Post Falls, that's another big game taking place in the 5A IEL this week. Coeur undefeated 7-0 overall, 2-0 in the conference. Post Falls is 4-3 and 2-0 in the Inland Empire League. I like Coeur lane in this football game. They're ranked number two for a reason. This is an explosive offense. The defense gets pressure on the edge. I think Post Falls is getting there. They're heading in the right direction. But they're just a little bit too young for me to like in this game here this year. Ask me again next season and we'll see. But they start six juniors and three sophomores on offense Do the Post Falls Trojans. And I think that's really going to serve them well down the road.
1: Yeah, I like Coral Lane in this one as well, mainly just because their offense and their defense. I mean, they're just a very complete football team. I think they're one of the favorites to win the state title. And I, I think, to be quite honest with you, man, I think they walk in this one. I don't really see this one being a close game. Post Falls, like you said, they're a good football team. They've uh, won their last three big win last week uh, to clinch that playoff spot, but... I just think quarterland there's too much firepower there I like Vikings
0: next game up comes in the 5A SIC Meridian three and five on the season is at Skyview four and four massive playoff implications for both teams in this football game and I'll go first again I, I got to get back to back ones that I go first on Lucas just to to give you a shot in case you want to change your mind but Meridian this is a football team that's went four and six every season uh, the last time they didn't Go 4-6 was 2013. Well, in order to get to that record this year, they've got a win against Skyview on the road this week. And I like the Meridian Warriors. And it's not just uh, because of the record. I like this football team. And I think that when you look at them, the, the record's a little misleading. I think that they could have easily won the Capital game earlier this season. They could have also won the Bora game earlier this season. And if that were the case, we'd be talking about Meridian having a shot at the two seed uh, out of the 5 S I C with that said as i mentioned i am picking meridian here this week their first year head coach mike verdon he won a state championship with them in his first stint when he was there on the sideline and i think he's got this team headed in the right direction i could really see them making a lot of noise next year and especially the year after that lucas who are you picking in meridian at skyview game
1: and it's an interesting uh tidbit you have there with meridian's record but uh, i'm gonna go with skyview in this one and you know, they, they scored 23 points on Rocky Mountain last week. Rocky Mountain ended up clinching the SIC. But that's the most points that anyone has scored on Rocky so far this year. And it's not like Rocky has a cakewalk of the schedule either. They're playing some really good teams. But for Skyview, they've been really consistent offensively in their wins. Uh, 49 points against Centennial. 48 points against the Eagles. 62 points against Boise. 55 against Timberline. I think they do the same thing here against Meridian. I think it's close. I think it's high scoring. But Skyview just always seems to come out on the right end of those high-scoring games. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take Skyview. And, you know, their their losses this week, Bora, or this year, not week, is their losses this year, Bora, Mountain View, Capital, Rocky. I mean, those are some pretty good losses right there. And they've shown up in most of them as well. I'm 27 points against Mountain View, 22 against Capital, uh, only 13 against Bora in week one, but that was the first week of the season. Uh, I think they're playing some pretty good offensive football right now. I like Skyview.
0: And we got our 5A SIC game of the weekend. We've got to go to the 4A SIC now. The Nampa Bulldogs, seven and one on the season, a seven-game winning streak. Six and one in the SIC. Take on Valley View, five and three on the year, four and three in the conference. Valley View really fighting for their playoff lives here in this game as they had a back-heavy end of the schedule. They pushed Middleton to overtime last week, couldn't come away with a victory in that game, but they're right back at home. And uh, Lane Coffin, if there's one thing you can guarantee, it's that he'll have his team ready for Nampa here this week. This should be one of the best games in the state here in the final week of the season.
1: Yeah, it should be a really good game and huge playoff implications, especially for Valley View. But I'm going to go with Napa in on this one purely because they're, they're only lost this year to Bishop Kelly, and everyone loses to Bishop Kelly, especially in the foray. But you you look at Valley View, and they just can't seem to get over the hump in those close games. They lost they had a close one against Bishop Kelly, lost it 46-39. They lost by 10 to Cuna. They lost in overtime to Middleton last and last week. They just can't seem to close out these close games. And so that's the reason that I'm going to take Napa
0: on this one. And Middleton may have something to say about that. Everybody losing to Bishop Kelly comment, Middleton knocked them off earlier (laughs) this year as uh, the Middleton Vikings. uh, They're trying to get their conference championship. If they win coming up on Friday and it's a three-way tie, they're going to take it. So Middleton kind of has the inside track. Uh, Napa, though, this is something. They haven't been in this situation for quite some time and I think they want to continue to ride this positive momentum and try and see if they can get as good of a seed as possible. They're guaranteed to be at least 3C or higher, so they'll either be A, B, or C, but uh, I think they want to strive for that A and see what they can get. They're going to host a playoff game next week, and I think they head into it on a winning streak. Nampa over Valley View final game comes out of the nuclear conference 2a football firth is three and three on the season two and one in the nuke west jefferson is five and two and two and one in conference play this game is in terratin uh, you know as it gets a little bit colder over there that can become an advantage for the home team every once in a while when you know the facility and uh, you know the conditions but i think in this one the weather is looking fine for friday uh, who do you got
1: You mentioned that the weather is starting to get cold. You know another thing that favors? It's defense and running the football. Those are two things that Firth does really, really well. Firth, when they win this year, their opponents only score one touchdown. They held Soda to six points. They held Ryrie to eight. They held Salmon to six. So I think this is going to be a cold, grinded-out, defensive-style game, and that's Firth's game. So that's the reason I'm going to take Firth. I think they play the Cougar style of football, and when when you get Firth in these, you know, low scoring, under twenty points per game type of games, that just favors the Cougars. So I like Firth.
0: Now, if there's anybody that runs the football more than Firth does, it's West Jefferson. As Jason Taylor and the Panthers, they just uh, they really like running the football. This will be a low scoring football game. I don't expect a ton of points here, but I do think that Firth will come out on top and get the higher seed in the football playoffs coming up as Firth will be right on top of West Jefferson after this win coming up on Friday. Well, that's our pick six segment here on the Idaho Sports PrepCast presented by Project Filter. Our picker here this week on the phone line is Lucas Gebhardt. And Lucas, uh, you know what that means. It means that you got to pick an upset. And I'll say this, I got my upset pick right last week. I picked Boise, which had lost 16 games in a row to beat Timberline. And uh, as they say, I nailed it. 34-29, to 29, Boise knocked off the Timberline Wolves. So we have a lot to live up to here this week as far as our upset pick go.
1: So are, are you the first one to get an upset pick
0: no, right on the no, podcast then? No, unfortunately not, because uh, Paul Kingsbury earlier this year picked oh, Mountain View to beat count. Skyview. <laughs> a huge upset uh, in that regard according to paul so uh, right. he, he did get that one right so you, you gotta credit him and i'm sure somebody else has picked it right but that's the only one i remember because it was just too funny
1: right right well unlike paul i go out on a limb here on my uh upset fix, and i'm gonna take uh, this is this would be a massive one here columbia over middleton middleton is at home but columbia has one of the best running backs in four A, and this is this alexander kid he ran for 319 yards last week I think Columbia controls the clock with Alexander. I think they keep the Middleton offense on the sideline, and I think they grind out an ugly win on the road.
0: Well, Paul's got his earbud in, and he heard what you just said, and he wants to let you know that you're fired. But no (laughs) less, uh, you can can hang on and and hang around here for the rest of the the prep cast. But um, my upset pick, I'm going to go all the way to the IEL, the 4A IEL, uh, where Lakeland is taking on Moscow this week. Moscow defeated Sandpoint on October the 5th, 39-21. to Lakeland lost to Sandpoint 34-19 to last week. I don't think that matters. I think you throw out the, the records and say, all right, let's start over again. And I think Lakeland heads down to Moscow and knocks off the Bears and forces a Kansas City tiebreaker coming up on either Saturday or Monday. So my upset pick, the Lakeland Hawks over Moscow.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that's an interesting pick there. I mean, like we said earlier, in the prep cast so it's it's three teams for two spots over there so there's a lot on the line and i could see that one happening as well
0: yeah we'll have to see if you pick that on your game picks on the website this is everybody that's listening's last (laughs) chance to get your game picks in if you want to prove that that you're better picking than matt harris go on there and and make your picks as we implore you to do so here's our broadcast schedule coming up for this week a couple of thursday games capitals against boise at donald Larson park teton at south fremont again these are all games that are broadcast on idahosports.com on friday burley at pocatello 5 30 for the kick time and then also on friday seven o'clock kick times here carry at dietrich homedale at weezer kimberly at gooding lake city at lewiston madison at skyline meridian at skyview nampa at valley view and bribery at north fremont and then the final game rigby at highland at 8 15 which one of those games you got circled on your calendar lucas
1: well, I mean, they're all. I think they're all going to be pretty good games, but um, one over here on the eastern side of the state, that I'm kind of interested to see how it turns out. and It's not really a whole lot of playoff implications to go along with it because it's cross classification. But Madison and Skyline, just purely because I want to see what both those teams have going into the playoffs. I thought Madison played pretty well against Highland last week. Uh, you know, Skyline had they have a little bit of injury trouble this year, but you know they're kind of looking to get back in that. Uh, state title contention over there in 4A. So th- th- I think those are two pretty evenly matched teams, and I'm kind of interested to see how they play against each other.
0: The game that I'm interested in seeing, uh, Nampa, you know, they're going on the road to Valley View, a team that's got everything on the line. This will have a playoff atmosphere, and I think Nampa, they got to get used to having the targets on their back. They've done a good job so far this season, but after that Middleton upset, nobody's going to be sleeping on the Nampa Bulldogs. And here this week, Valley View will be as ready as anybody has been here so far this season. That should be an extremely fun football game well lucas we enjoyed talking the scenarios and tiebreakers and also breaking down what we think is going to win here this week thanks for coming on again and uh, we'll have to do it again come playoff time
1: yeah for sure thanks for having me it's always fun coming on
0: for guest host lucas gebhart my name is sven elskog this has been the idaho sports prepcast presented by project filter